0: I'm watching. You can look. I'm, I'm our I'm one. I'm watching,
1: watching. You. Are you watching yourself?
0: Oh, We're already up to six. All right. Seriously. <laughs> so we want to say hello
1: to anybody that's already in with us. Uh, we're going to give a couple more minutes for people to show up or tune in, and we'll be getting started. But feel free. Post. Let us know how you're doing, how are you're holding up. Um, if you like, you know, how well Shania has – Put her makeup together. You know, you can just post that <laughs> on the thing.
2: Yes, <laughs> honey. girl.
1: <laughs> well, feel free. But, yeah, I think that, um, man, it's just been a lot going on. It's been a lot happening.
3: Uh, a week. It's
2: been. It,
1: it feels like it's been a lot longer than a week. It does.
2: Yeah. 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 Sure does.
1: It feels like a week and an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. since sunday i feel like it's been a couple of weeks
0: Uh, i got more gray hair
2: um, (sighs) is that even possible
0: yeah it was it was it was like black yesterday (laughs) when we did a zoom call all this this came in last
1: night
3: oh my my
0: gosh you're You're
3: gonna be santa You'll be Santa by christmas
0: no kidding
2: (laughs) i like the song pepper look though i can dig it
0: come on (laughs) <laughs> so we got a few extra
1: people in. We want to let you all know we're going to get started in a couple of minutes. Please feel free to post in the comments, you know, who you are, how you're doing, um, how you're holding up with things. Feel free to do that. And we're going to be getting started momentarily. Just giving a couple of minutes for people to catch you to catch you up and jump in with us as we talk about Jay uh, Dave's beard.
2: I was gonna say we talking about Jay speaking
1: about yourself person now. I wanted a beard, like I really wanted, like the full goatee. Yeah, and yeah. I was in a private school; they wouldn't let me grow it. College. What's I'm your like, What's your now? Man, nothing connects. Like nothing, nothing. <laughs> it was the ugliest thing I ever saw
0: in my life. Like, I'm sure by now they have some kind of creams for that.
2: I was gonna say they got the spray. You know, you the do like spray. the barbers and you hey! get the fire. You Bro, have to fly her up, can
1: and then it you on. spray. I'm not doing it. No, it's, it's, a it's all I You're need. Is it like a coupé? Out. No. A coupé beer? No.
3: That's My what, daughter, that's what, know, what they all what what do. No,
1: no, no.
4: no.
2: no. no that's what they all do.
4: Nah, that's right. You get the lace front dreads. They got the lace front dreads for you to glue it right. on up there. You see, they, don't
2: they do a cold lace front beard. They absolutely do lace front beard. And I
0: bet you your daughter can put it on for you. i bet you I'm not going to let her do it. It not matter. She'll do when you're sleeping.
2: i
1: bet you it's <laughs> going
2: to happen. You like, I'm like, really?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, oh,
1: that's the last no. thing I do. I show up at a meeting with y'all and have a lace front on. We will get nothing done.
2: Nothing. <laughs> I'll be sitting there like, is it sliding off?
3: <laughs> but- <laughs> <laughs> like, you end up and it's like,
1: Oh, oh my God. God. So you all we'll go ahead and get started because y'all gonna <laughs> quit talking about me wearing a lace front. That's just gonna stop right now.
3: Um, so we want to say- it can be silly for a long time.
1: <laughs> we really can. But we want to say thank you to everybody that's tuning in and even those that are gonna come on with us a little later on. <laughs> this is the Neo for nine leadership team. So my name is Jay English. Um I'm the founder of, of Plain English, which is a nonprofit that really seeks to bridge the divides and to address cultural differences differences from a race perspective and even in diversity and myself and my lovely wife uh she had to go dark because probably my three-year-old is doing something on the other side of the house at the moment so she'll be back in a minute but we're the (laughs) co-founders of neil for nine and we have an amazing team that's here and what we wanted to do tonight was just take a take some time to talk through what's been happening um it, it is therapeutic for us. You know, we laugh, we talk because we really are family. Uh, but I feel like it's so, everybody's so divided. We wanted to just show that people really can come together that look very different, come from very different places. And we can have production, productive conversations, um, while still having a good time, but also talking about real issues. So what I want to do at this time is just go through, I'm gonna have each of these wonderful people uh, who spent so much time on their faces tonight? <laughs> Go through <laughs> and say who they are um, and why. Why you decided to become part of this movement? So I'm going to. I have to. I got to start with with my favorite face on this screen, which is my wife. Go ahead, baby. Tell them about yourself. <laughs>
5: Well, hello, everybody. Um, As you can see, probably on the screen, my name is Sonia. I am Jay's wife. Yes. um, Yes.
2: All (laughs) (laughs) claims.
5: I am from Kenosha, born and raised in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um, Now live and reside in Milwaukee um, for about the last two or three years. Um, so Kenosha is home for me, for those of you guys who are in that area. Um, and I am part of the team because, um, Jay and I, we're, um, just watching the news, um, regarding George Floyd, um, and the murder and his murder. Um, and we were just watching and, and, and feeling like almost helpless. Um, you know, what can we do? How can we make a difference? What do we need to do personally? We weren't even thinking like big picture, or anything like movement or anything like that. It was just, what can we do? And as we were talking, um, we just said, hey, maybe we just go somewhere public and, and kneel for the, for the almost nine minutes um, that it took for that police officer to um, murder George Floyd. And um, that just became something that balled. Um, we invite, started inviting people. We went on social media, made an event invite, made a page, and was just if anybody else wants to do this with us. And here we are. So um, that's why I'm part of this. It's an honor to be part of it with everybody, all of you who are watching as well.
1: Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to ask Ms. Laura, tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Hi, everybody. I'm Laura Hughes. Um, I call Racine home. I've been here off and on throughout my entire life, but I also lived in Kenosha for over five years. So that's also home. It's really hard to see the destruction happening in places where I walk my dog, I walk my dog, um, spent time with friends, prayed with people. And so that's really hard. Um, I'm here, first of all, because Sonia and I went to high school together and we got to reconnect Um, through Meal for Nine, and I just have a big heart for advocacy, um, advocating for those who aren't able to for themselves because they don't know how, they don't have the resources. Um, So that came through a big health journey for me, advocating for people to get what they need in the healthcare system, and that's kind of spilled over as I've seen what my Black friends go through the discrimination that happens, the systematic racism racism that still exists. And so through this, I just have been looking for what I can do. Where are the helpers? Where are the people that are doing things? And I reached out to Sonia and it's all history now where we just start trying to serve together and make an impact on this area that we love so much.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Ms. Shania, go ahead and tell us a little bit.
4: Um, I'm Shania. I'm 24 years old. Um, Jay and Sonia were my worship leaders at to Youth in Kenosha. Um, I've attended, well, I've lived in Kenosha for a while, so I've attended elementary, middle, high school, and college all in Kenosha. Um, so it's, it's super close to my heart, and it hits home, um, and I've always had a heart for connecting with people that are hurting or that don't necessarily have people that care for them um, to a capacity to where it should be. Um, and then when Jay and Sonya started up Neil for nine, I just wanted all parts. I just wanted to see how I could help in any any possible way. So that's why I'm here.
1: Hey, no we glad to have you. And you know it wasn't that long ago. You know, I feel like <laughs> you make me feel old Snee. I'm sorry. You make me <laughs> <laughs> Why me, Jay? How old
4: were you when I met you? Thirteen. Uh, I was in like I was in high school, so I was like yeah. maybe like fifteen. That's scary. See,
0: 15. If you let those whiskers come out, they'd be great right now. <laughs> 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 they, look, they look like you. Come
1: on. All right, so let's go to Miss Washington over here. I'm sorry, Mrs. Washington. Let me let me fix that. Cause I want your husband coming for me.
3: because yeah,
2: you know he'll come right to the like, meal. Right <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, good people. Hi, my name is Shauna Washington, formerly known as Shauna kid Like I have to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> but being, you know, born and raised in Milwaukee, um, I have seen a lot of growth, a lot of things that I shouldn't have seen as a child growing up. Um, my heart has always been with change and with advocating for young people. Um, I met Pastor Jane, Pastor Sonia um, at our old church, and you know, like we was like this. You know, they let me be a youth leader. Y'all I know what they were thinking, but um, they let me be a youth leader. We were and, smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it really was. um. And so when I found out from them what they had going on, Pastor Jay and Pastor Tony already knew, like I was like, sign where I signed it. Like I'm all for being about change and trying to help bring, you know, goodness to the community. And then also just talking about, you know, just what we need to do and what we can do. So I'm just happy and honored to be a part of it.
1: And hey, we're glad to have you. Now, for those that's out there, the Wonder Twins are Laura Hughes and Shauna Washington. If you have yes. anything in your life put together, organized, <laughs> or done within the next five minutes.
0: <laughs> right. Five,
1: five
3: minutes. minutes. So not i a train going on.
0: Literally five minutes. It's a true five. It's just it true for five. for real. <laughs> it might be like <laughs> five. <laughs> like, you need your taxes done? Five minutes.
5: Look, we should uh, start a tax, you tax business. business. To bring we you do? do. For real. <laughs>
1: Whatever you need, they will get your life together. So, get oh, so them great. up if you need something. Then we have, last but not least, the detective himself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Stop,
5: Stop,
2: man. Stop. i Put that out there yeah. now. Put me.
0: that out there.
2: He's in the community now. All right. So, now I, you I feel way. like I have
0: to explain <laughs> this, detective. I
2: know I say, you, you got to tell about it now.
3: So my, my, oh
0: my name is My name is Dave Anderson. I'm the co lead pastor of Vineyard Milwaukee Church here in Milwaukee. And the reason why I say detective, I also have another job. I, I work for Milwaukee County Housing Authority and homeless outreach, so I'm out in the street a lot. And uh, lately, uh, a lot of a lot of black kids have been calling me a cop. And I'm like, I'm not a cop though. Well, you look like a cop. Well, what does a cop look like? Like you. And so I told them. So now they're like calling me detective and everything else. And I'm like, I am not a cop. Anyway, I got nothing. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, so <laughs>
2: y'all
0: know he looked like a cop. Uh, stop it! I do not. I look like a. I, some people call me a homeless homeless guy. I mean. <laughs> I don't know what that home. looks like either, but anyway, <laughs> we'll stop. The reason why I'm part of Neil for Nine is um, when uh, when the murder of George Ford happened, I just started calling all my friends. I started calling all my friends. I'm gonna, and I was just like, I need to check on you because I love you and I care about you, and I need to be uh, a friend, and I need. Uh, whatever it is you're going through, like, I want you to know you don't have to put on a mask with me. You can be angry. You can be frustrated. You can be pissed off. You can do whatever it is you need to be. Um, you can be with me. And so Jay is one of my friends and, uh, we had that long conversation and, and, and he told me about Neil for nine and, and I just, I could not, I could not say no to this. Um, I care too deeply about people that I love not not to be part of this. So it's an honor for me to be part of this. And this team, I'm going to tell you right now, I love being part of this team. These people are amazing, absolutely amazing people. So I'm just happy to be here. They do all the work, and I just sort of bring – I don't even know what I bring to this team. But they bring the stuff – And and I, I I bring the cookout. That's right. I smoke the ribs. (laughs) That's my contribution to this team. I smoke the ribs and I look like a cop.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You have have a love for people, Dave. You bring love and passion for God and people.
0: Don't make me cry. It's too early in this video. (laughs) Uh, We're going to make you shed a tear before we leave
1: though. So just get ready. Yes, sir. Get ready. Well, now that you know all of us, um, and pretty much what you see here is what you get. We didn't want to try to put on any airs or act any different type of way. I think every last one of us here, we we kind of dislike uh, a level of phoniness, which is probably why we get along with really well. So we're just yeah. going to be ourselves. Uh, we want to invite you. If you have questions, um, if you have reflections, if you have things even under, on your mind that maybe you would want us to even talk about, feel free to throw them in the chat. If you see me looking over to the left, I've got another screen here where I can actually see what's being put up. So, you know, it's not just because I'm doing something crazy, but what we want to do is just start for a few minutes and really just find out like, how, how are you all doing this weekend? Man, I feel like I said, I feel like it's been like two or three weeks and it's literally been a couple of days Um, from Sunday afternoon when the shooting of Jacob Blake happened, all the emotions of that, obviously the videos everywhere, like, there's nowhere you can look and that video's not coming across a feed somewhere on social media to the reporting that night to, I know even for me, it was kind of like, Oh man, here we go. Kenosha is about to, it's about to be some smoke for real. Um, you know, I was looking at Sonia and, you know, Sunday night, it was some people out. We knew Monday was going to be a mess because people are going to going to be protesting. But then my concern was like Tuesday, um, and I don't even know how many of you all know this, but the reality is there's a lot of outsiders who purposefully look for things like this to come into the city when stuff like this happens. So you think about Sunday night, this stuff hits the fan. They need about 24 hours. They got to get their messaging out and they got to travel. So my fear was like, I remember telling Sonia, man, by Tuesday, i really pray. Like I really got a bad feeling. I'm hoping I'm wrong, I'm hoping I'm wrong. And Tuesday became, you know, everything being set on fire. People breaking out all the windows on all the cars and car lots and all these different things. So I wanna just find out, you know, from what you've seen, what you've experienced, your own personal feelings, some of you who live there, I know Sonia, your family's still there. Where are you all? You know, anybody just, how are you feeling?
5: And I just want to say before we, um, as we're proceeding, um, feel free, if you're watching us, or even if you're watching a replay, feel free to chime in um, and share because your voice matters. Yeah. And feel free to sh- chime in and answer these questions along with us because other people may be impacted, encouraged, or just have more questions based off of what you have to say as well.
1: Absolutely. And please share as well. Share this to your page. Share this to other people's pages. Uh, We feel like this is just going to be helpful. Um, It's definitely going to be helpful for us, if nothing else. So how are you all feeling? You know, what's what's kind of your thoughts? I know, obviously, there's probably going to be another night tonight um, after what happened yesterday. Uh, They're talking about sending federal agents down now and we see how well that's worked out in Portland. Um, That didn't calm things down. Unfortunately, it actually ratcheted things up.
3: Yeah.
0: And then, to be honest with you, and then to add to it, we've got we've got Frank Nitty on a journey to D.C. Right, and and uh, and all the stuff that's happened to the people on that march along Bro, the way. Get shot like someone somebody. got shot literally right, on night. last night, and and there's actually been another shooting at the hotel. They went and fired off rounds in the parking lot they were staying at. Oh, so literally, this is just like like there, there's a lot of connection to Wisconsin the last few days of stuff happening. And it, for, for me, it's been hard. I got, a, I got up this morning and uh, I had some time. So I scrolled on social media and I, I literally, I, I got sick. Like I just got sick. Like I got, I, I was just not in a good place right away and almost came to a point where I was just, I was speechless. I didn't, I didn't have words anymore. So I started just texting a few friends and stuff, just checking yeah. in. But, it, it's been, it's been a hard few days, but I mean, I don't have family in Kenosha. I, 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 imagine like, are, is your family doing well? Like, have you, like, are they um, in? The area yeah. or?
5: Um, I have personally, I have, I know Shania lives there as well. Um, but personally I have family who lives within, um, of the Jacob Blake incident within half mile, one of, some of my family within about a half mile, another family members live about a mile away. Um, and then my parents live on the other side of town. Um, so, you know, they're not far at all. Um, I think when I first heard it, the first thing I did was ask a friend who shared it with me. I said, where is this at? You know my first thing is wanting to find out where is the exact location because you know of course you want to know you don't really know who it is yeah. you don't know what happened um you don't know where it is and where it is in proximity to your family or where they might be um so that's right away me personally that was the first thought that came to my mind so then i you know i Turn around, once I got the location, I realized it's up the street from my sister and her husband. I need to reach out to them to see if they're okay. And so, you know, I reached out and they said they had heard they weren't in the vicinity at the time. Um, Thank God they were, you know, okay. And so that was a sense of relief for me. And then finding out that my brother and his wife happened to be um, all, they were all together at my parents' house. And so God had his hand on, on them at, at that time. And those are the family that lives closest to proximity to them or to the incident. Um, and then, you know, as I was just thinking and, and watching, I watched the video without even really realizing or knowing what was about what I was about to see. Yeah. And because it was all so new, like people are saying, I'm praying for Kenosha. And then here's the video. And I didn't, like, it was just one of those because I was so just thinking about family and my mind was all over the place that I just hit play. And even with the George Floyd, I was so cautious and, and, and you know, paused before even thinking about watching the video. And I think it was just kind of almost like, well, what do I need to do? And how can you know... Um, And then I watched it. And then after watching it, I just I I had this moment of shock and gasp and Jay didn't even know what was going on at that point, because I'm just on my phone. And he's like, what's wrong? What's going on? Um, So then I shared with him, you know, what was happening. So um, in the midst, um, it's kind of been a bit of a roller coaster, um, where it has been relief, because the people that I know and love are okay. But then it is a, a sadness um, for, uh, for Jacob Blake and his family. Um, it is frustration and anger for feeling like maybe this the justice hasn't been found. Um, and it's, it's a roller coaster of emotions and even like overwhelming, um, you know, as I'm seeing what's happening on TV and feeling, you know, I'm watching um, businesses getting burned. Um, I'm watching all of this happen and I'm, meanwhile, I'm here in Milwaukee and my heart is breaking, literally breaking, um, feeling a heaviness on me. And I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, um, and knowing that I need to take things to Christ and that I can take things to God. Um, but still feeling like, you know, what should I be doing? And I feel feeling helpless. And overwhelmed, and I had a few points to where I did break down. Um, And it was at the most random times like it wasn't even like I was sitting here dwelling on it like I'm in the kitchen making food, making sandwiches, (laughs) you know, lunch for the family, and then all of a sudden I just have this point. Um, and I think it's natural for all of us, you know, at different points where you don't, you're not even seeing it or feeling things coming on, that, that, that it can hit you and to allow yourself to experience those things.
3: Yeah, I, I have um, had a lot of concern because I have a lot of friends that live in Kenosha. My little sister, thankfully, is on vacation and she isn't there, but she is a block from where... Um, the furniture store burned down. Um, So she would would have been right in the thick of it. And so I'm really grateful that she's safe, but I have a lot of people that are have been in danger. And so that that's been really hard because on one hand, I hate the rioting and I I hate seeing the looting. I, I have so many business owners that have put their whole lives into these beautiful businesses that are downtown and that I get to enjoy On a regular basis um but at the same time i know there's a lot of anger and there's a lot of hopelessness for a lot of people and that is causing people to act in a in a pretty violent way and so i'm i'm kind of stuck in the middle of seeing both sides and that is just heartbreaking because i feel like sonia what what can we do what can how can we make a change here um well I want to protect my city because tonight, you know, we there's new there's rumors that we have got rioters coming to Racine because Kenosha still walked down. Um, I was stuck in the middle of cars last night from rioters um, for about five miles. I couldn't get out of them. I was in there in them them for five miles and I didn't think they were gonna do anything, but it's still pretty scary knowing that these are all volatile people who um, their intent is to damage and so. It's, you know, it's been an experience at being so close to home. Um, But at the same time, it's also been really beautiful to see the Kenosha community coming together and the helpers painting and boarding and donating and, and, you know, bringing money. And, you know, Kenosha is a very strong city, a very close knit community. Um, They love their city. And so, seeing them fight as much as they can has been really beautiful and so you know just doing as much as we can to come alongside them has been my goal but it's still hard because we're still in the midst of it
2: um i have like a whole slew of family that's uh from kenosha and that still lives in kenosha so Um, I had, like, mixed feelings about it, right? Um, Just even watching the video, like, Sonia was saying, when you you don't know, like, what's about to happen, and then it happens, and, like, I literally just start bursting into tears. You know, and it was, like, I was crying because of what was happening, but then I was crying because it was, like, again, you know what I mean? Like, again you know and I'm just I'm tired I'm I'm so tired and I feel like I'm stuck between a place of being black and being saved Mm -hmm. and the reason why I say that is because the black in me wants to go and set stuff on fire and be upset and be raged you know what I mean like I'm angry, I'm tired. I've dealt with racism all my life. You know what I mean? And having a black husband and a black son and all of that stuff, like a black you know what I mean? Like I'm tired, but then I'm like, but I know that's not the answer. I know that's not gonna solve anything. And that's why I have to fight from the other side. You know what I mean? But I that's why I'm like, I'm torn because I get why they're rage? why they're angry, why they're breaking and tearing things down. You know, it's like we've been on this Martin Luther King Jr. vibe and nothing's been happening. So people on this Malcolm X stuff right now, like I'm, you know, like and again, I'm like ooh, I, ooh, I can't, I can't and I won't because I know the difference. I know what's right and what's wrong, but they also know What's right and what's wrong? Yet my people keep dying. So I'm just like I just stay prayed up, like oh Lord, I just mm. <laughs> you know, like I, I thank God I, I have a relationship with God because I, I don't even know where I would be if I did. Yeah. Not. I, hey, I don't man. think I wouldn't be able to deal with this.
1: Look, I, I told y'all earlier, like if I didn't have if I didn't already know Jesus right now. I'll be honest with you. I'd be struggling um, even just from his from his children, because I'm having more problems with Christians than I'm having with yeah. my friends who don't know Christ at all. Like I'm when I tell yeah. you, yeah. I'm having more problems with churches and people that claim to know Christ than I'm having with anybody outside of the church. So you I'm know. glad I know him for myself. Yes. Yeah. It's I'm really his-
3: hard to see people in the church be so. Um, one side, you know, you're either on one side or the other. You, keep, you can't be in the middle. You can't have nuance. Yeah, there's you're, no balance. You're either with us or against us, and that's it. Like, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. And it's hard to watch people not thinking and not walking in love in this. Um, it's really hard. It's really, really hard. And I don't understand it. And it makes me angry. I understand, I'm angry.
0: With I'm you. angry. Shania, how are you doing?
3: I, yeah, I think I've been,
4: I, like, I think I got into the point where I don't, I've had to kind of tell myself I don't think it's wise for me to speak mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, on how mm-hmm. I'm feeling because I'm so irritated. I'm so frustrated with seeing it all the time. Like, you can go on YouTube and you can just look up executions of black men. And it'd be like, boop, there it is. Like, <laughs> it's at the tip of your fingers, and it's so easy and accessible to And then, like, the fact, like, for me, it's, like, the fact that we can all – we're all watching the same thing, but I'm still having to argue with why it was wrong. Like, that that part, that part. is infuriating to me. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I usually try to uh, – my mom's t- has taught me to be a kind of a medium in between just to keep the peace. You know, God is at the center of it all. But yesterday when we were in our group and I said, I think I have to take a break from social media for at least an hour. When I took that break for an hour and my, even my sister told me before that, she was like, you need to take a break because this is consuming you. Yeah. And then I was just like, okay. So I took a break for an hour. And then after that, like during that hour, I'm like, wow. and Journey's like doing a, a prayer every night. And I just listened to it for a little bit. And then it was just kind of a, a, an aha moment where I forgot how to pray. Like, I feel like I, can't, I don't have the strength to pray anymore. And that it's becoming, it's becoming hard to pray. And just taking that break from social media for a little bit. And even just for the rest of the night, um, I didn't find out until we were taking our flight to D.C., that, that all that stuff had happened that night. Um, so, am I just have said it's wiser. It's, I think it's more wise for me not to say how I'm feeling because I know some days, you know, I'm frustrated, I'm mad. And then some days, like I'm trying to, I'm so so sad. Like, it's like you're grieving for freedom that you were never given Mm. and you do that every single day. And I'm like, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, what? what is going to help? And then it was just kind of like, yesterday when I took that break, it was just kind of like, we took God out of being the center and it's like, we're trying to instruct him on how to fix this issue. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I had to check myself because I was like, maybe that is me. I'm telling him like, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through. And I feel like you're not fixing the issue. And then I feel like his response to me is, do you know who I am? Like, he's like, do you know who I am? Mm-hmm.
5: Right.
4: Uh, so wow. it's 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 extremely, I'm ex- I'm still mad. I'm still frustrated. And on top of trying to deal with my own emotions, it's like I, I understand reaching out. Uh, I have friends I've tried to reach out or some people I haven't even talked to. And they're just trying to reach out. And it's just kind of like, I, I just don't, I don't have the answers. I have no answers because I don't even know how I feel. Yeah. So that's just been a struggle that my inner Peter has definitely been a struggle for me, for sure.
1: We're going to try to keep that Peter in control. Uh, yep. <laughs> you no, know, you know we got your back. If you need to vent, you can catch us offline. We won't watch we yeah. that live. <laughs> we'll
0: record that.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: right. Don't record that one. No, we won't right. yeah. Yeah. you just You just dropped some wisdom, though. Like, seriously. Yeah.
2: Real talk. Yeah. Like,
0: like, what is the center?
2: You know, yeah.
0: I, I often think about when I see, um, when I when I see white people who claim that they're Christians, and I want to say, well, what you know, what did you build your foundation on? Like for real, like, yeah. do you know my Jesus? Yeah. Do you know my Jesus? You know, when they when they freak out and they're like, "All lives matter," and I'm like, "Come on," I'm like. Jesus went after the most vulnerable, the most in pain uh the most you know the the one that was on the fringe and right now that's my black lives matter like that that's that's what it is and um it, it comes back to i love what you said it's what's at the center uh, for you it's like let me bring it back to like what's my center where's this coming from where's my foundation and if uh if it, you know, I, 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 without my faith, like I don't know, I don't know where I'd be. Okay. I don't know where I'd be without Jesus. And yeah. you can, you get in this, you get in this thing where you're like you're stuck in it. You, you, the social media, the videos, everything else, and you get yeah. lost in it. And you get angry, and some of that anger is righteous anger. Absolutely. But like, what is always come back to what is the center of what's going on, and and is God there in me? Before I open my mouth, you know, before I click the next <laughs> angry button, you know, or the next angry yeah. response on Facebook, like, what is at my center, right? Before I, get a- I, I know none of you do that. None of you do the angry typing back or the, the angry button. I know. I know. Just oh,
2: we, no, we do the angry typing, but then we hit delete, 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 delete. We delete it. Sometimes I
1: hit send.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah, <that's>, yep. Send. <laughs> it. That's it.
1: Right. Yep,
4: there, I,
2: there
1: got, time I got time today. That's I to to got <laughs> <laughs> I said no. You know what? I got
3: time <laughs> for this. I
1: got some time,
3: yeah. and, you know, I know I have to like
1: I have to check myself because there's times when I want to get I want to get down in the weeds. no better. Yes.
0: Hey,
3: I see where you yeah. went, but I'm coming too. Right. That's I can fun. I can respond. Back up. That's, That's why I have to go back yeah. up. What is my point? What is my message? And focus on that instead of getting lost
1: yeah what are we here for what are we here trying to do yes obviously more of my concern has just been everything's already divided like it's yes. already polarized so yes. w- what can i do as an individual for those that are open to it to bring those of us that believe in togetherness how do we come together and do something different um, yes. how do we come together and at least show there still is some love. There still are people that do care. There still are allies. There still are people that actually get it. Um, There are people that do believe that black lives matter and don't condone violence and destruction.
5: Like, can we talk about that for a second? Go ahead. You know what I love?
0: We, we are off our questions. We're like, forget the questions.
5: We just do what we do.
2: We do us. That's right. That's
0: right. Those early meetings that we have and talk
1: hey, about. It her minutes. face lit up real quick. Oh, we're going to talk about that right now.
5: I don't to go. Woo. I just I want to pose the question because I know our audience is pretty vast, and I hope that we've got a pretty vast audience here, too. Is just an more of an observation and then leading to a question, the observation is that I'm finding that a lot of times that when somebody says that black lives matter and they use that phrase together um, or they even just say, um, you know, let's think about our responses. You know, we posted on a Neil for Nine post the other day um, about just really being sensitive to where other people are at before we respond, yeah. say, if they say, hey, you know, there's injustice here. Well, all lives matter. Blue lives matter. Um, and just being sensitive to that. Um, I guess my question is, or my thought is, an observation is that when somebody does say that Black lives do matter, or you're standing up against injustice, that you're automatically put together as defending and cheering on looting and fires and rioting. How do the two, why is the assumption made when someone states, and I guess I'm asking, I am also making a statement, please, to the believers that are out there, and even those who are just listening, please do not automatically make the assumption that just because we say that black lives do matter, that we automatically condone rioting and looting and destruction. And that's kind of where I'm coming from and what burdens me and what hurts me. And when I see people's automatic assumptions that just because we're standing up for what we feel is right, which is saying that our lives do matter that it's almost like wh- when we get those responses, well, all lives matter, well, blue lives matter. It's like, we're, they're hurting. People of color are hurting right now. So they're already down and it's like kicking them while they're down. Yeah. It's, there's already hurt there. They're already struggling. And now we're gonna kick them while they're down.
3: Well, and the hard part is people, are, people will say, well, don't respond with emotion. Well, except this is emotional, guys.
1: Yes, I'm already now, I'm not
3: saying be reactive. I'm not saying be be super crazy and angry and shout, but this is emotional. So we have to deal with that. We can't pretend that emotions aren't existing here and pretend that there's not pain and, and wish that to go away when, when a black man gets shot by a cop. And I know it's more complicated. I know we don't know the whole story, but there's a history of it. There's a history of it happening, and so of course it's going to cause pain. You're hitting a bruise on someone. You're, there's already pain there, and you're exacerbating. It got exacerbated.
1: I think and one thing that I,
3: people don't see that.
1: One thing that I see is is such a difference between let's just say you know black and black and white people, for example. I think for Caucasians, it's easier to put things in an independent box. You know, what that happened to that person? They made X decision. That was the result. That doesn't affect me. That's not my life. And, you know, from some people I've talked to, friends and some family, they've been like, you know, hey, I was kind of raised that way. That's kind of just how how I look at life. And I've heard that so many times. And I really do believe that the other side of it is for us as African-Americans, like. It's understanding that when something happens to one black person, we all actually feel that, Um, because in our minds, that could have been me, that could have been my father that could have been my brother that could have been my friend like instantly when i hear something crazy happening on a street or a block where i know people my first thought is who was it and then to see you know for example the the video with jake jacob blake it was like you feel like that could have been you um george floyd i feel like that could have been me and i mean that's that's normal for us we get like we actually get embarrassed when another black person does something that's embarrassing, we feel that. Like I feel my blood pressure Bang. go up. Um, yes. We get mad when we see someone else getting treated a certain way who happens to be black, and I don't. I don't know if this is a cultural thing that just is how God made us. I don't know if it's just from the years of stuff that's happened. I can't explain it to you, but there is a big difference for us where when we see something like that happen, we instantly go to that could have been me, and we feel that anger deeply. We feel that hurt deeply. And so when you feel like people are not acknowledging the hurt and that's what I feel when people respond to me with all lives matter, it's just that you're you're not listening to my current hurt. You're, you're bypassing it and trying to bring something to me. Put your mind on this. Well, all lives. No, I'm telling you right now, I need you to focus on mine. Right. I need you to focus Mm -hmm. on what's happening in my life. Um, And if that's selfish, then it is. Allow me to be selfish in my hurt because I'm asking you to sit with me in that for a few minutes. I'm asking you for empathy. I'm asking you, even if you don't understand, just nod your head and give me a hug. Um, Don't disregard where I am or what I'm feeling. And that's what that phrase comes off as.
3: Well, and I think one of the things that sometimes... um, and I've been guilty of this as a Christian is we're not good at sitting in the ashes with people. Yeah.
0: There you go. Wow. Yeah. I was going to say, especially, you know, we, we have sort of this, I grew up on the East coast where we're just mean sometimes, but like the Midwest has sort of this surface level of friendliness. Right. And we <laughs> oh, don't get vulnerable. <laughs> we don't get intimate. Right. And there's this almost fear of, of intimacy and letting you in. So, I keep you at a distance and and I I just insulated myself. If I have to, I I don't, I don't even put myself in a position where I can understand your pain because I don't want to go there because then I have to, then I have to actually either look at my own pain or my own fault in that pain, my own, my own process and how I've been part of that, whether it be personally or whether I've been part of a system or how I haven't stepped in when I could have stepped in to no. injustices, no. and then if I ha- if I listen to your pain, if I see your pain, if I engage you in that pain, that means I have to look inward, and nobody wants to do that. But, uh, I run into more people that just don't want to look at their own garbage in their own soul, and so what they do is they push. The people of color, the Black Lives Matter, all that stuff, they, they push the, that pain away and they want to put it all in a nice little neat box so they can define it and they keep it at a distance so that way they don't have to look inward.
1: Dave, let me ask you a question and maybe you can help me with this. Is there a part of people, specifically from, from the Caucasian culture, where I feel like there can be two truths. America can absolutely be... An incredible country that I wouldn't want to live anywhere else but at the same time I've had some bad experiences that tell me there's a lot more work that needs to be done and I feel that when I have some of these conversations with people to your point acknowledging my real hurt and my truth would also shed light on the reality that we are living under the same system but it's operating very differently for me yeah well, um, like I, people will feel a certain way about that where, you know, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. You can do the same thing. And I'm saying, man, you don't even understand the stuff that I battle and deal with on a daily basis just to be here to try to stay equal with you.
0: Mm. Yes. Yeah, I think I think for me, when I when I reflect on that, a couple things things come to mind right away is that one, I think, you know, we believe that even some people who are starting to be enlightened a little bit, but say, oh, well, the system's broken. I hear that a lot. The mm. system's mm. broken. The system's not broken. Facts. The system is actually doing what it was created to do. Working real well. Right? I mean, it was already, uh, it, the system when it was created already dehumanized people of color. Yes. Made them less human. Right? The system is working the way it was written. And so I, and then you add in this sort of, um, and, and I, I'm speaking of, of, of sort of my, my my caucasian christians my, that are, that are uh you know bogged down by religion and they believe god and country right god and country god and country god and country
3: an exceptionalism
0: right and so yeah. th- that that god and country that's broken because it's it's just god right it's not god and country it's not god and it's not you know, it's, it's not grace. It's God. It's, it's God. And we tie those two together. And I think the problem is, um, we, we have, we have to divorce ourselves from that. It's, it's God. If we can figure out God, like we, we, then we can maybe move on to country and all this system that we created was wrong, but we can't figure out like, we can't figure out God yet. Like we can't figure out how we're supposed to act. Like we can't figure out how to be like Jesus yet. And and dive into all of the teachings that he's taught us how to love each other and show mercy and grace. If we can't figure that out yet, man, what are we doing with nation? Like, forget that right now. Like, let's focus on Jesus. And if we if if and, and allow him to do the stuff inside of us, and then what pours out of that could be something really, really beautiful. But I think that's the problem, Jay. I think I think we've been we we've been Thinking about uh, it's it's this sort of uh, it's the same thing with our our political parties, right? Yeah. We think you know, in order to be a Christian, I have to be Republican, and w- we have to divorce ourselves from that. Like, hey, I came across a lady that literally posted on her
1: page, "If you vote Democrat, you are going to hell. You cannot be a Christian." Like, she literally said, "You cannot." And I was like, "I'm trying wow. to figure out at what point this became to that level." Politically, somebody on the feed here said they're saying country and God. They actually putting country first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we got uh, figured out. We'll worry about God later. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Now Shada, I want to ask you something. Um, as a mother of a, a black son, how is this affecting you? You know, what does this do for you or to you? You know, you obviously you mentioned your husband, but I think your son, you're always gonna look at your baby different.
2: Let me tell you trying not to get emotional thinking about that, but like even the the fact that my son wants to like walk to the basketball court or ride his bike to the basketball court, I'm like, yeah, you can't we so we don't so we used to live in the hood, right and the hood is was like home because you know what it is, and now we live in the suburbs, and um I'm actually more concerned about his life than I was when he was in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, now we're not in our territory,
3: Mm -hmm. right?
2: We're in a place where we are the minority and my son is black. And so no, he can't go to the gas station without me going with him. No, he like, there's just ways he can't move. And he doesn't understand because where we used to live was cool. I'm like, yeah, so, you know, we move over here so you can go to the better school because we already know the inner city schools, they do it like that on purpose. Right. So we move to the suburbs so you can go to the better school, which is great. But then he has to deal with me being scared. And, and yes, like in my life, I have to be like, OK, God, I know I was just a vessel when I gave birth to him and he belongs to you. You know, so I have to continuously pray over my son when he walks out the door. You know, but I I don't like the fact that I had to teach my son, look, this is what do you happen to do when you get pulled over? Or what do you do if you are walking out of a building and, like, a police officer stops you? I told him, I said, I do not care if they are wrong, if they lying. You shut your mouth because I can can deal with you coming home and having a fight for you. I cannot deal with you burying you. I, I can't help you if you're dead. And the fact that I've had him that since he was five
1: yeah.
2: is wow. sad. And so I live like he want to go to college. I'm like the the fear of what could happen to him. I want to keep him in a bubble, but I know that's not healthy. So I literally every day live with the fear. Like what if Because like he rides his bike to school. Cause like, I, you know, like I was like, I gotta be at work. He got to go to school. I'm like, text me as soon as you get to school. If he don't text me, I'm calling the school Yeah. to make sure he's actually there. I'm not worried about him getting hit by a car. I'm worried about him getting pulled, being harassed by the police. Just being honest, because he's black. He's a 4.0 student, ain't never got no trouble, but they don't know that. Yeah. He black, it wouldn't matter. He could have, and I tell him, I'm like, you can't even like, don't even have your headphones on. Because if they talk to you, you need to make sure you're listening to them. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Just like I don't care what they accuse you of. I can bail you out. And it just the the thought of that every single day I've had that fear. The moment I knew I was having a son fear overcame me. Wow. The moment I knew because at least with a daughter, you know, I'm black, you know, we deal with what we deal with, but it ain't nothing like what a black man go through. Like, I'm going to be honest. He came out light-skinned. I was like, okay, we halfway there. Like, I'm going to be honest. I was happy he was light-skinned. I was like, he can pass. You know, tell tell your daddy white. I don't care, but like, you know what I'm saying? Just being all the way real with y'all.
0: I don't think daddy's going to like that.
2: No, I don't really care. Like, like, I'm just, <laughs> <lying. He's> just <laughs> I'm just saying. Kidding. We're talking about his life right now. But do you get what I'm saying? Like, if it was that uh, deep for me. Him right. being a boy scared me. But him coming out light-skinned was like, okay, I might have a chance. No, you cannot wear a hoodie. You cannot wear a hoodie. No, I won't buy you hoodies. Because I don't want you to get in because you're walking from the gas station with Skittles. And
0: if I can say something, because... I hear I'm hearing you talk and I sit and I go and jay and I have had this conversation you're amazing because the exhaustion just in your mind alone for you just to think about all the things that you have to think about to survive in this world that you're in and then as a mom that just is multiplied by I don't even know how much and and I I'm just like I I hear those stories and I like the exhaustion alone like I know Jay has talked about like where do I park my car I never think about where do I park my car you know I and I you know I hear your story and I I, it it kills me I mean I but you amaze me Mm -hmm. um but you shouldn't have to do all that yeah Y'all shouldn't be that way.
3: Yeah.
0: And that's the reality
1: that many of us, you know, my mother was like that with me, many of the same conversations, same type of stuff. It wasn't until I got older, like literally twenties, late twenties, even early thirties that I started realizing the stress. My mother was probably under with a lot of the conversations she would have. Um, I grew up in Waukegan, Illinois back in the day, there were certain parts of Lake County that she would tell me when it get dark, don't go through there. Like, Whatever you got to do, don't go through that. Don't go through there. Go around. If you're going to be late, I'd rather you be late than you go through there and something happens to you. There were things with the Klan that were still happening in Illinois um, in areas not far away from where I lived. And it was known, at least in the black communities, like we typically, we know and we tell each other like, hey, certain time, don't go over there. Don't don't get caught over there. Like, I know y'all going to kick it over there when that sun start hitting, get up and get out of there. You know, if you get pulled over, we would have the conversation of I would drive to college. So I went to East Illinois University down in Charleston. And she would tell me if if a, if a police officer tries to pull you over out there and you're by yourself, you drive until you get to somewhere where people are. And then you mm-hmm. pull over. Now, the reality is I can be looked at as I'm trying to run. She was like, I'd rather you have the perception of trying to run and they at least catch you where people are rather than they catch you out there in one of those cornfields by yourself. Mm. These are like real conversation. And as a teenager, I'm going to be honest with y'all, man, as a teenager, that's scary. Mm. Um, Then when, when, when you do have those red and blue, blue lights pool up behind you, you feel a certain type of way. Cause you know, in, in your mind and not just in your mind, based on what you've seen and experienced, I am one bad police officer away and that's mm-hmm. why we keep harping on this whole idea of there are some bad ones and people are like yeah but most of them are good you don't understand i only gotta meet one bad one right it's all it takes is one i only gotta meet one like i get one time to have the wrong one and i might not be here and that's that's something that we feel to our core Every time we get pulled over. Like I'm I'm talking about adults, I'm talking about seniors, I'm talking about grown people who have been in the military. Like we all, when I had these conversations with people, we all have that moment of I just want to get home. I just want I just wanna go home.
5: And so I mean, you know, just chiming in here, it really is when when you have Black people sharing their stories or when you have Black people saying, hey, there's injustice, and then to be corrected. Well, that's not, well, that is mind-boggling to me because we have people who are talking about firsthand experience, not just one, typically, not just two, typically, multiple, multiple, each person has had multiple incidences yes. and when you get to that point it's more than a coincidence it's more than a fluke it's more than just a you know once in a while thing well I'm sorry you got the bad one or I'm sorry that your experience was this but that doesn't really happen it's just you know I'm sorry that it happened to you and that it's it's to me it, it is so frustrating when I feel those kind of attitudes and hearts behind responses.
1: I think people look at it and they feel like you must have done something. It's almost like there's just this Meh. point blank, that's not how it is. So you must have done something. What you do. Yeah, there, there's no way in the world that happened to you without you having done something. And and my thing is I know that's how that works in your community.
2: Yeah. And I'm happy
1: for you that right. it does. But yeah. I'm yeah. telling you that when you go to different communities, it's treated very differently mm. you know and i'm telling you what i know i'm telling you what i've experienced i'm telling you what i've lived
2: they right now you're block looking they looking for something
1: mm-hmm. and some Just of them because- poke at you to try to get you to do something so they can arrest you <laughs> right. so they have yeah. a reason to give you a charge and that's yeah. that's what makes you madder than you already were is like i know you're trying to bait me trying to get me to do something. And now in that moment, I I have to be the better one. Again, it comes back to us. It's on us. I've got to be the big one. I've got to suck up my emotions. I've got to stay in control. I've got to make sure no matter what he does, no matter what he says, don't take the bait. Don't make sudden movements. Don't lose your cool. Make it home. And the crazy part, after I go through all them emotions, now I got to go to work and deal with (laughs) still doing my job still being presentable still having a good attitude still keeping my responsibilities in check so i don't lose my job and people don't get man yes it's tiring Yes,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: i gotta go be civil
2: takes a lot of energy (laughs) to be black (laughs) (laughs)
3: it do yeah it should I don't be a degree realize it you don't realize it and I didn't realize it until I I had a black boyfriend and saw that he kept his car perfectly clean so that if he happened to get pulled over there was no reason to search it perfectly clean and we got pulled over for no reason and the cop asked me if I'm okay
2: <laughs> wow
3: <laughs> yeah yeah, because, you know, I'm just sitting next to my my boyfriend, thanks.
2: Yeah, because you you on the other side of the tracks. I told you that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> you on the other side of the tracks now, <laughs> honey. <laughs> I, I, welcome. Thanks. <laughs> <Back. laughs> uh,
3: good company, but it's, it's, I don't, people in the, and I understand. I hadn't experienced it, so I didn't know. I still listen to stories, though, and had empathy. That's what's hard to understand is people who don't have empathy but it's real. It is real. And the amount of effort that people have to go through to protect themselves, when I just get to go and drive around with my messy car and get pulled over and don't get a ticket. Like...
1: Hey Laura, I'm gonna tell you one that'll really get you is when I talk to my white friends and they're like, if a police officer asks you to search your car, what do you have to hide? What's the problem? Like, you must be hiding something if you want them to search it. And I'm like, in my community, there are police officers that put stuff in your what car.
2: Look what I yeah. found out of my
1: That's pocket. stuff like <laughs>
3: So there's nothing there.
1: Yes, yeah. I had that yes. Would you mind if I search your car? Oh, yes, I do mind, and no, you cannot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what happened to our right? No,
1: you cannot. What happened to
3: your rights as a person to not have to un- not have unreasonable search and seizure? Come on. Yes, And I <laughs> make. sure I <I'll> repeat that. <laughs>
1: no All if you, don't right warrant,
0: for ben. If you don't have a warrant to search my vehicle you cannot search my vehicle sir and i think it's important for like the white people listening to this right now is they need to have the posture of just listening to you yes like, like so yes. many times i i have watched people tell their story and then a white person like like sonia brought up just a brilliant point like they want to say, "Well, yeah. Well, why? Why did they search your car? There must have been something there. You must have been suspicious, or you must have, you know, talked back to them, or you got really loud with that cop, or whatever." Like, no, I, I you, white people. I'm just you. Just need to listen. Yeah. Like, have a posture of listening. Shut your mouth and just listen. Listen, because there there are people. Yeah, there are people that are that have these stories to tell, and you need to listen to them. You just need to listen and have a posture of learning because yeah. we, we think we know everything and we think that we have something to say about everything. And the truth is sometimes we just need to shut our mouth and we need to listen. Like we need to hear these stories and we need to bring it like, understand it, come from the point of understanding rather than that. And then, and then, and then change the way we are, change the way we react, you know,
3: and I do from it. And yeah.
0: Right. I mean, it, it's, I, it, it boggles my mind and you sit there and you're like, it, it, like I keep saying it, it's exhausting. Like I hear, I hear Jay's stories and I'm like, man, I'm so glad you're smarter than I am because like <laughs> you have to think about way too much stuff in five minutes. I, I, I don't think like that ever. Like I don't think yeah. as much as you do. I got it. So, and it, you know, I, it's, it's a good thing I don't have to, or else I'd be in real trouble. Cause I we already know. We already know what comes.
3: Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, Janelle is going to say something. Yeah.
4: Oh, and just even with that, like I feel like the question for me that's been coming up is it's kind of a trigger question, but I get I get where they're coming from because it's true. I, and I understand that there's white privilege, uh, but in that, I feel like I still have to remind people that it is still a privilege to be black. Like there's a resilience in being black. <laughs> it's not just yeah. like, oh, let me let me use my privilege to come in and fix everything. No, there's still a, there's still a privilege with being black. There's still a pride with being black. There's a lot yeah. of things that we go through <laughs> that we have to laugh about oh, in a- order to take happy feel. <laughs> <on>, <laughs>
2: that's
0: not okay. even fair. That's not even fair. Here.
2: Get your braids, queen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of <laughs> effort for other people, you feel
4: me? And it does. It does. <laughs> there are traumatic events that we, and traumatic experiences that we go through, and you cry about it. You, I scream about it in the moment and after the moment. And yeah. then later on, like me and my sister, later on, sometimes we just have to laugh. Yeah. Like, did you, like, you have to laugh about it in, in order to keep from crying? in order to have this prescription, take this prescription and make you feel this way, you Mm -hmm. have to laugh to keep from crying. So although there is white privilege, there still is a privilege in being black. There's a strong privilege in being black. And that's what I feel like we're, that's what the message is coming across that we're trying to show everyone that we have a privilege in being black, we're equal. And the beautiful thing about different cultures is we all have something to bring to the table It's just that don't, don't just allow the black culture to bring the cool stuff to the table and then you want us to leave our problems at the
2: door. Don't take my swag. Don't take my swag. (laughs) That's just, that's that's it. Well, you know, it's just like how God made women givers of life, right? Mm -hmm. We still need the man, but we're the ones who are givers of life. Black people are more than just givers of style.
0: Yes,
2: you know and so just kind of you gotta you gotta take all of us and but by them not taking all of us like you said that makes us resilient and i feel like that that is like in our dna Mm -hmm. like everybody could like god didn't make everybody one one race right because every race has their own component that strengthens who they are you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. ours is just, you know, it's
5: a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little rough.
2: But I wouldn't, I would, I would trade it for none in the world. Cause I know. This I know. is not 10.
1: He definitely made mm-hmm. us a, he definitely
2: made
1: us a, <laughs> put a little hey. something extra in our batter. <laughs>
4: Right. Look. Uh,
2: uh, I they need to go on the toaster, you feel me? <laughs> hey, come me. On. Come
4: on.
3: Uh, uh, glory.
2: glory. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: I'm just saying, saying, saying.
1: I found out that uh my wife came with some culture in the house. What she started putting some of them dishes and I was, I was like, you make this? Oh, my God. I struck gold twice.
3: <laughs> you better come on.
1: <laughs> There's a value in taking the other cultures in their fullness. Yes. Everything that that culture brings to the table because it is different doesn't make it bad. Right? Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Just because yes. it's different, it might even be weird to you. That doesn't make it bad. That doesn't make it worthless. That doesn't make it something that you shouldn't be willing to try or something you're willing to listen to. Right. Those are some of the realities. And I look at, you know, I was talking to some people the other day and I said there were a number of companies I have worked for that I could never be my authentic self at. Just couldn't be. I had to be somebody different. My authentic self stayed getting written up. I stayed in trouble. You know, you're too loud. You talk too much. You're socializing. You're laughing too loud. I can hear you all the way up the hallway. Like, they gave me all type of business, and I learned to basically just keep my mouth shut, stay to myself, and leave people alone. On the flip side, though, I fast forward to when, honestly, Park Lawn gave me that opportunity to do that job in the community, and it was like, this is what I was made to do. You want me to go outside, meet people, Talk, laugh, and build relationships. And I, all I could think of is how many companies missed out on the best of me. Yeah. How many companies could I have helped? Could I have built relationships for? Could I have partnered with? Could I have been out and been the face for them in multiple scenarios? And all they saw was, you're too loud. You t- socialize too much. You're different. Instead of taking that and saying, how can we use that? How can that
4: exactly.
1: bring something to us that could be of benefit? And, you know, that's more of my concern with everybody is this conversation we're having. How do we come together and value what God made us as in our unique cultures, yeah. in our unique individual spaces? Because it's needed.
0: You know, when you said that, it reminded me. It, I just a little twist on that. I wonder, you know, the flip side of that is companies that sort of hire you and use you.
2: Oh, for, for the that. token.
0: That's right. Well, you they know what? At the
2: time, if they hired they me and they paid, you.
0: They gave me a big enough check. <laughs> oh <my laughs> right, but I mean, I mean, even not not just the token, but like, oh, you know, what? we need someone loud, and we need someone, and 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 they don't really. They don't necessarily care about you. Yeah. They care what about you the, bring. what you're bringing, you know, and, and that's a little bit of a subtle, a subtlety, but I think that's still an issue. Yeah. Um, Cause it's still checking a box, but it's, it's checking not only just a, maybe, you know, I got my person of color check, but yeah. also it's checking a box of, Oh, I got that. The person of color with that certain style check, and not actually caring about, hey, how can you actually advance in, in in the company and not always stuck in sales and move your way up the chain even. But no, no, we wanted that loud extrovert person to be in sales and do that. We knew that's where you're going to stay. Yeah. Using you for who you're, what your culture is rather than loving you for who you are and the culture you represent and allowing you the opportunities to grow how you want to grow. I think, um, that's great, yeah. and I think that's a more subtle one, but I think that's still... A, I'm, I'm I'm really asking, like, do you see that as a, as an issue as well or not? Not so much. Um, typically,
1: if I'm really honest, typically if you get hired, they're hiring you to do something specific. And you learn very quickly if they really care about you as a person. Um, you come in, if you have ideas and you realize all your ideas are being shot down. If you're trying to expand yourself, you're trying to, you know, have ride alongs, you know, I'll use sales as an example. You're trying to do ride alongs. You're trying to learn from other sales reps. You're trying to sit with, you know, your managers. You're trying to get meetings so that you can learn other things. And they're constantly, I don't have time, Or, you know, no, you don't need to, you don't need to learn this right now. That's a good one. You don't need to learn this right now. Oh, we got so-and-so to do that. You don't even worry about that. After a while, you start, you start feeling that. And you'll start noticing, you know what? And I know I've done it, and I know other people who've done it too. I'm going to go ask this just to see what they say, to see if I'm right. And you start testing. You start asking questions. You start seeking out jobs within and seeing, I know I'm qualified for this. Are they even considering me? Can I move around? Am I giving opportunities? And sometimes you find out, no, you know what? They're just checking a box on me. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm going to be honest. It's only been two companies where I know that wasn't the case. Um, And both of those, well, one, the organization was founded by a black person. Um, And then the other one was the black person was the director. Those were the two opportunities that I had that appreciated me for who I was and the way I was and not looked at me as a checked box. But all of my corporate jobs and with the larger companies, I knew what it was. Mm.
3: It's just so sad because you're so talented. Thank you. you are so real. talented. Yes, for real. Yeah. But people
2: don't see, they don't, you
3: know, uh, mm. it's, and
2: then, you know, I got other, other baggage too, so... <laughs> I have other issues too, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we won't talk about
0: those. Uh-huh. The, only, the only issue you have is that you live in Texas, and you don't live in Milwaukee, so we can figure out a way to hire you. <laughs> that's okay.
2: Grand that's a bad thing. That, that's okay. the only issue, in my opinion. Uh, I get my first
0: $6 million grant. I'm just telling you, you hired. No,
2: hey, no, okay. we're going to
0: fight. We're going to fight over her. I'm going to tell you right now. I will wrestle to you.
2: you. <laughs> I'm doing work for somebody in Atlanta. My location don't mean nothing. I'm not cold out here.
0: No, I because I, I I have bigger plans for you.
3: Like,
0: <laughs> I got bigger I know, plans.
3: Jesus, yeah, come yes. on! You, you need to
0: said, be I in know the, the city plans I have for you. <laughs> that's right.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: to put my life
2: That's
0: right. You can't do what I want you to do on Zoom. Like,
2: <laughs> you let me know when you get me there. You gonna, gonna like, be in
0: the street. You gonna be in the street with me.
2: Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. Come on. yeah, that's me I, all
0: day. Well, you all. It is 10. I it
2: I want, went
3: fast. I know. So I know, fast. I know. We,
0: we I don't fast. think we went over one question that we were. We
3: went over we the went first. The, I
5: think <laughs> the answer to to the other ones were brought up without yeah. uh, specifically yeah. being mentioned. They were discussed. Sure. Yeah.
1: So I want to give you all. You know, is there is there anything just last? If you got thirty seconds to say something to the people that are listening or that will watch, what would you want them to know?
0: Mm.
3: Let's not all speak at once. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I <that> would be
1: <laughs> I know I'm putting <laughs> you on the spot. I know. I know. I all think, right.
3: and okay. I think we addressed this, but I'm going to summarize this: is we just really, even when you're hurting, you need to res- like approach each situation with empathy and don't jump to conclusions. If if people would pause and approach with empathy that would solve so much yeah that's my i don't even
0: need 30. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean you stole some of mine which really stinks no i'm just
5: kidding well you can repeat it we can But segue to you <laughs>
0: Se- <laughs> <laughs> segue so
3: you me-
0: <laughs> um <laughs> the uh the, just just the posture like, yeah. I, you know, and I'm, and I'm speaking to white people right now, the posture of, uh, of listening and learning. And then the other thing I would actually say is, and it's the experience I mentioned at the beginning, how everyone thinks I'm a, a cop. Um, like I've actually in the last three days, c- cause I, you know, Mo- if you're not from Milwaukee and you're listening to this, Milwaukee is an extremely segregated city. And so mm-hmm. I work in areas where it is an all black neighborhood and, and I often will get looks, and people will flip me off, and they think that I am the enemy. And if you've listened to this talk at all, um, I'm not. Like, I am for you. I am Black Lives Matter. I am for injustice. I am for stepping in and, and, and actually also reflecting on my inward, too, like yeah. where, I, where my blind spots are. And so um, I, I would just say that not all white people are bad. And um, and I know it feels that way right now. Um, I know it feels that way. When you're on social media, it feels that way. Yes. But there are some of us out there that are advocating for you and love you and uh, don't want to see this system anymore. So, uh, and Dave and
3: I are in this for the long haul. We're not just, oh. we're just not here for right now. We are here yeah. and we're not quitting anytime soon.
1: That's right. We're not gonna let you.
3: <laughs> I know you even, won't. You got my to put you in this group.
2: If that was who you David's
1: right. been, been my brother since day one when we first met. I was like, it's just, you know, the friendship that we've been able to build over the last man, few years. Um, there are some incredible people out here, and that's that's yeah. really important. Um, you know, when I think of just the friendships that we have just on this screen and how important those are during hard times or times when my day has been jacked up and I got a meeting with y'all and I already know, man, you know what? This day been terrible, but I'm gonna get on this meeting. And I bet you I'm gonna have a good time.
3: <laughs> good time, good time. We always have a good time.
1: <laughs> Sweetie, what do you have? What What would you want to say in 30 seconds?
5: Oh, I'm still kind of just going through. Um, yeah, I you think, would
1: have skipped me this, Shania?
5: No, I, I got something. I think, um, you know, just in reflection to where we are right now, um, to have hope, not to lose hope, um, to hold on um, to hope. That's all that, that's what I just keep feeling, because I think that there's a lot of people right now that do feel hopeless and helpless. Um, God hasn't left you, Um, we're here for you, Um, please know that you can inbox Neil for Nine or any of us that are on here personally. If you just need somebody to talk to, if you have questions, if there's any way that we can help, um, please don't hesitate. If you have questions, just general, like we've, you know, we have gotten inboxed many times with people's questions on how do I handle this or this happened at work or this happened at church. And, you know, what are your thoughts on this? We're happy to, to answer those. So we're here for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's good work.
4: Um, Sorry. It might be a little bit loud. My sisters are back, <laughs> but um, I would just say, just allow yourself time to breathe. Yeah. Uh, Cause my my theory before was I was just like no I'm not gonna take no break from social media because I can't take a break from being black <laughs> and I got something to say so I was like I was I was like I got time today so I was going on statuses I was just going back and forth but after a while it's just it's it's every just being black is extremely tiring so adding that on is not something that you do have to add on so give yourself room to breathe and I would just say for. Uh, white friends that are reaching out just allow us time to breathe without the questions. And uh, so, so sometimes we'll just even out the thoughts, just, just give us the prayers. And that's, that's all we need at that moment because it is extremely overwhelming Mm -hmm. already trying to cope with your feelings. And then on top of that, trying to answer questions and trying to (laughs) map out everything right now. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's my 30. Mm -hmm.
2: That's good. That's awesome. That's
0: good. come behind that. Yeah, Shanana, you got to go ahead and bring it up.
2: Right, I got to oh. come behind all that greatness. Yeah, come on. Bring the Shanana glory now. Yeah, 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 yeah yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Uh, it's funny because I actually do have a scripture for the people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Come on, evangelist. Oh, yes. Come yes. On. Come oh, on. Yes. No, but seriously, though, um, <laughs> I think it's really important that during this time, especially for the believers, right. Um, to stay in your words, because that's, that's, that's what's going to get you through, you yeah. know, and scrolling on Facebook and all that stuff all the time. Like we all have to take that mental break because I mean, some of us are already dealing with that life on a daily basis so then to see other people dealing with it too is just its just not healthy for us and we have to do a mental check. You know what I mean? You have to do some self-care in the midst of all of this before you can even put boots on the ground. Just mm-hmm. being honest because you wanna be in a good place. You know, you want your heart in the right place when you're out in the community, when you're interacting with people or even before you reach out to people you know, white people reaching out to people of color and vice versa, just make sure that we're doing things with a pure heart. Um, because sometimes it, it can definitely come off the wrong way. And we want to be just mindful of that. Um, but in first Corinthians 16, 13 and 14, I think it is. Um, it's to be on guard mm. and firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, do everything in love. Mm. Yes. In love, Gosh. y'all. If in you, love. If you do in love, can't go wrong. If your heart right, right, if your heart is right, even if you're not a believer, your heart, you know yeah. what's right and wrong in your heart. That's where it makes the difference. If your heart ain't right, get your heart right. And then you'll be able to see right and wrong and, and all of the, the ignorance and the blindness that'll start to fade away when you really look into your heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So think we need, we all need to work on our heart, regardless on the color of our skin, because we're, we all have our faults in and, and a lot of things that that's happening in the world right now, just being all the way, all the way real. And that's coming from a black woman all the way real. We all play a part in it. And so I think we all need to like really, dig deep in our hearts and really evaluate that and like i said especially for those believers like you need to get back in your word because we know what it says in that word mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: amen so. amen a lot of wisdom in that little last minute like whatever that was <laughs> yes it was. <laughs> like serious, oh, like no, serious. man
3: you brought it
0: the best stuff is always at the end <laughs> You call that parking lot conversations, right? right? You meet up with someone, you had a good conversation, you get to the parking lot, like, man, where, where was that the last hour? That was so good. <laughs> this was good, guys. Yeah,
2: this it is definitely great. was.
0: Something that
1: I want to make sure that everyone that's out there that knows And you may not be aware of this because, obviously, we can't trust everything the media puts out. We can't trust it just because they show it it's true or just because they don't show it that it's not true. There's a misperception about the black community that we don't care and that we're not out here doing work. And I just want to be the first to, to tell you there are so many people who are doing things daily, daily that are out here putting their lives on the line, that are working through violence prevention programs and nonprofits. There are activists. There are all types of things that are going on within our community. And I promise you, you'll never see us on the news. You'll never see those people on the news. You hardly ever hear about them. All they show you is black on black crime. And I get people saying that, you know, well, where's all the outrage in the black community? Man, if you only knew if you only knew the outrage that's there when there is a death, the outrage that is that's there sign. when a the family is hurting, but not just the outrage, how people come together around those people, mm-hmm. people who put their money up that don't really have it. The people that cook, the people that love the people that show up, the groups and organizations that are throughout the community, that when somebody has a problem, they come together and say, how can we fix this for this person? Not because they even know them. Just because, like Shauna said, it's just love. Yeah. And the media doesn't show you that. They don't give you that story. They don't show you the vigils. They don't show you the outreaches. They don't show you the incredible outpouring. They don't show you, here in Milwaukee, even the 414 life group that goes out and is literally in the middle of violent situations to diffuse this stuff before it becomes issues. I just want you all to know that. I want you all to know that we here with Neil for nine. This is who we are. Like we didn't hide nothing. We didn't pull any punches. This is who we are. This is what we do. Uh, we love people. We love justice. We love God. We love each other, and we yeah. want you to know honestly we love you. And if you yeah. need us, we're here. Um, I want to make sure that you know that we're going to be working on some action items and some action plans. We're going to be posting some things to the page. Um, I know even Dave provided us some information here that if you're interested in even contacting uh, the the Kenosha district attorney, we're going to be posting that information. Um, I know Diana Schmidt had posted something the other day with information on how to contact some officials and to let them know your displeasure with things that may be happening. Um, I'm working with the Office of Violence Prevention here in Milwaukee tomorrow. We're having a meeting where we're going to be talking about some things we might be able to do and bring down as resources to Kenosha. Um, us, we all have resources and people that we know. And even if you, if you're listening or if you know people that could be of help or have resources that would be available, please inbox us, let us know. Yes. And then also we want you to know that there is a march going on in, Mar- in Washington, D.C. Uh, Shania is actually there on site
2: Ooh. right now. Yes.
1: yes. So be a part of that march that's going on to, uh, on Friday. And we're going to make sure that we share that to the Neil for nine page. If you want to watch it, or if you want to just inbox Shania, she's going to try to go live for us so she can bring some reality of what's actually going on down on the ground. We're really proud of her and happy for her for making that trip. Um, But it's, it's just some amazing things happening. We want to ask that you all please keep Kenosha in prayer. Even for tonight, we're praying for peace. We're praying for justice, but we're also praying for people to really come together. And to do more of this, we hope that we modeled that well for you. Because this is what we do we laugh, we talk, we talk about each other, (laughs) we talk about real
3: problems,
1: (laughs) we encourage each other, we listen, and we learn. But most of all, we love.